0: is it started yes oh i started it and then you're just like Oops. doubting it you're like i <laughs> need
1: to burn hello everyone and welcome back to the holy girl hotline with your host Bree. and what are we talking about today
0: today we're talking about idolatry but before we talk about idolatry i have a question i oh, don't know and this is a very relevant question because i was just eating that means it was not relevant no it was absolutely relevant because i was just eating this are you ready
1: sweet potatoes oh my gosh you are gonna ask me about sweet potatoes
0: mm-hmm.
1: i don't like them would
0: you rather have a sweet potato or a baked potato a
1: baked potato any day i don't why? I like sweet potatoes why
0: don't you like sweet potatoes
1: they're, they're so sweet
0: mm.
1: wait actually i'm thinking of sweet potato fries
0: okay I don't that's like different those. but yams i like yams. Mm-hmm. like a sweet potato souffle I ain't say all that. Candy yams. I didn't say that either. Just yams? What was the just yams? No marshmallows? Just the... Oh my
1: gosh, you people get so creative.
0: You've never had candied yams with marshmallows on I it? I
1: look like someone that... Just because I'm black does not... Well, mean... yeah, that was, that was the assumption. <laughs> <Never mind. laughs> that was the assumption. I could have grown... Those buds at Thanksgiving. On Ooh. Everything. And
0: on sweet potatoes? Actually, y'all, let me put you onto something. I just made some sweet okay sweet potato medallions. My grandma put me onto this. Well, she put me onto the medallions part. It's where you basically cut up the sweet potato into little slip like circles, and then Isn't you cook it
1: them. Circles or
0: little wedges. Uh, circles. Do you have any left? No, sorry. In the fridge, I do, but I'll show you later. Circles. So, sir, you cut them into circles. You cook them, right? You cook the whole thing in the microwave first, just to get it a little bit soft. You cut them into circles, then you put them in the skillet fry them a little bit you know get them a little bit hard and then let me tell you as a secret sweet potatoes are sweet but what's better than just sweet sweet and salty vibe a sweet and salty vibe lemon pepper seasoning chef sit in the house lemon pepper seasoning on your sweet potatoes you're welcome and butter bobby
1: souffle or bobby flay? huh do you know bobby flay? no no way
0: who is that do
1: you live under three rocks
0: no. Do you know four. who
1: Gordon Ramsay is? Yes, yes. Okay, there's Gordon Ramsay, but then there's Bobby. And I was going to Is he black? He, his, his name is Bobby Flay. <coughs> no, he's like the other Gordon Ramsay.
0: Oh, maybe I've seen him. But y'all, I'm telling you. He's I've never like, seen that man in my life. You've
1: never <laughs> seen him in your life? Wait, hold on. Let me see a show that he's been in. So I was going to make a joke and call you him.
0: But I'm telling you, please, please just try it. If you like sweet and salty, Like if you like sweet stuff and you like a little bit of a kick on it, put some lemon pepper seasoning on it and then tell me how it was. I'm telling you, changed my life. Have you Iron Chef? Yes.
1: He was that guy. Okay. (coughs) I've never watched
0: it, but I've seen the show.
1: There are so many things.
0: Okay, I would rather have a sweet potato with lemon pepper seasoning on it. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Don't hate until you don't hate until you try it. And hate and a inapre- don't hate, appreciate. You are going to be on the toilet, <laughs> dude. You what? To really confused. You I'm can't telling get you, it's. <laughs>
1: you're gonna be like, wow, the sweet potatoes <laughs> really took me. It just, just I just had
0: some. Today. That was my first food today. No regret. It was so good. And she's about to be on at potty. No, I'm just about to be in a food coma. So let's do this. That's actually so funny. That's so fitting for her. <laughs> when I get sleepy after I eat. I'm going to tell the people what idolatry is. So we're going to start off with a little bit of context. We're going to, hopefully you can't hear her blowing her nose in the the background. So we're going to start off with a little definition of idolatry because this is a term that I feel like we use a lot, you know, but I don't think, you know, a lot of times I personally did not take the time to like fully think about what it is and How it's happening even in my life like i feel like i make it so separate to like the old testament that i forget that like it's it's prevalent in my life so first corinthians 10 14 says well this is just this is just a warning therefore my beloved flee from idolatry Mm. oh wait i'm gonna go back to verse 13 no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. Wow. That was cool. I don't think I've ever heard that verse before. Mike
1: Mic sorry,
0: Y'all heard her. So how would you, besides that biblical warning, how would you define idolatry?
1: I define idolatry as anything that i find myself bowing to Mm -hmm. like and i feel like even if it's like on the same level as god like if i bow to god and i bow to that it's like no that's still an idol like god wants to be the one and only right you know Mm -hmm. so i think it's just anything that i find myself bowing to or saying yes to before i like check with god and you know do things with him
0: yes i love that definition my personal definition is very similar i just coming from the old testament i i think of it like i feel like i've always thought of it as like worshiping something else that is not god so when we worship or elevate something to the same level that god is supposed to be on that's what i would consider idolatry so i feel like similar yeah similar definitions um so Idolatry. A lot of us have heard of it from the Old Testament with, you know, the Israelites back in the day and their. (laughs) Back in the day it was crazy. Uh The Israelites and their struggle with, you know, being a set apart nation and worshiping only one God because a lot of the surrounding nations, you know, were. Why did I almost say polygamous?
1: What's the word? They were. They were no, wait, polygamous, that's a relationship. Polytheistic? polytheistic. <laughs> yeah, they were polytheistic.
0: A lot of the other nations were polytheistic, and then you have the Israelites who God is calling to be monotheistic, which is very different, and it's going to definitely set them apart. <laughs> so I feel like idolatry is very prominent in this part of the text because. Wow, I just. Mentally wow. blank? No, it's just like I said in this part of the text, and I felt official oh (laughs) (laughs) i just feel like it's it's prominent in the old testament because god was doing the work of setting them apart from idolatry yeah and it's very
1: interesting because like god has all these like strict instructions with like who they marry and like what they do because of the fact that they not the only reason but one of the reasons is because he knew that the foreign nations will like cause them to sin and have a lot of other gods and even like solomon like that was his biggest thing he was married like he was considered really wise obviously like the wisest man other than jesus Mm -hmm. but towards the end of towards the end of his life he had just been married to like all these different women and all these different women had all these different gods yeah and that's why he wrote a lot of ecclesiastes which is really sad because he was so depressed but it was because like the um the woman that he had surrounded himself with, honestly, his idolizing of his wives and having 400 of them because he had that many, mm-hmm. like that, it caused him to turn away from God. Which yeah. Was really sad. And some people say he came back in the end, other people, and when they say he came back in the end, like he realized, but like he never went back to like how good it was before, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. That's what happens when idols tend to step in.
0: Yeah. So you had mentioned to me before this Exodus 32. Yes. So can you talk a little bit about why you chose that passage for today? Okay. So in
1: Exodus 32, mm-hmm. if I am not mistaken.
0: You probably aren't.
1: I am not. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> they make the golden calf. Mm-hmm. And so this is when um, obviously the Israelites have been delivered out of Egypt by Moses mm-hmm. and, um, and Aaron's with them. And so whenever God wants to talk to Moses, they always go one on one, pretty Mm -hmm. much like that's just kind of how it's been. And so Moses had um, stepped away for a little while to be with God because God needed to talk to him and, you know, give him like the rules, regulations, all the things for the new nation. Mm -hmm. And um, as he was there, the people were just like, he's taking too long. Like, we don't know where he went. And so then, essentially, they tell Aaron to make us a god to worship since Moses is gone. I'm going to read a little bit of it. And um, yeah, when the people saw how long it was taking Moses to come back down the mountain, they gathered around Aaron come on they said make us some gods who can lead us we don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt and so Aaron said take the gold rings from the ears of your wives and sons and daughters and bring them to me all the people took the gold rings from their ears and brought them to Aaron then Aaron took the gold melted it down and molded it into the shape of a calf when the people saw it they exclaimed oh Israel these are the gods who brought you out of the land of Egypt Ugh and then Aaron saw how excited the people were people pleaser so he built Uh, an altar in front of the calf uh, then he announced tomorrow will be a festival to the lord and so those were the first five verses of exodus 32 wow and it's just so sad because if you know when um, the Israelites were being brought out of Egypt. One of the things God told them to do was to take the gold of the Egyptians that's there. Mm-hmm. And so, all that jewelry and stuff that they're wearing is the Egyptians' gold, like almost like Ooh. a symbol of what you got to take. Like, remember me when I was back then, like, you know, like reparations. When I was, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, and they get to take um, their gold and like their prized possessions kind of. And um, then they take it with them out into the wilderness, and to me, if I had that, that would remind me, okay, this was when God freed me and had the ten plagues and, like, was getting me free from my abusers. Mm -hmm. And so to take it and then use all of what God told you to get and melt it into a calf, it's just like what in tarnation and the <laughs> thing the thing that gets me the most what in the thing that gets me the absolute most is when moses came back down mm-hmm. um a few verses down in verse 19 it says when they came near the camp moses saw the calf in the dancing and he burned with anger he threw the stone tablets to the ground smashing them at the foot of the mountain he took the calf they had made and burned it then he ground it into powder, threw it into the water and forced the people to drink it. <laughs> Finally, he turned to Aaron and demanded, what did these people do to you to make you bring such terrible sin upon them? Don't get, uh, don't get so upset, my lord, Aaron replied. You yourself know how evil these people are. They said to me, make us gods who will lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. So I told them, whoever has gold jewelry, take it off. When they brought it to me, I simply threw it in the fire and out came this calf. And I had to say that part. Aaron is a snake. Aaron is such a snake. But (laughs) you know what? He, in the first five verses, Aaron said, like, you see what happens. They gave him the gold jewelry. He molded it. He made it. But then when he's talking to Moses, he's like, "Oh, they just like threw it into the fire, yeah, and it just happened. And no idols in your life just happen. They Ooh. are molded and cared for and created mm-hmm. and like worshipped until they are brought down. You yeah, know? yeah. Like idols don't just happen.
0: That's a really good point. I like that. Thanks. That was beautiful. Thank you. Aaron is so fake. He just really threw his own brother under the bus like that, which is wild.
1: That's horrible."
0: Oh, about idols okay. are destructive idols are so destructive and
1: like those can be what leads you to what leads you away because the other week we talked about not on this podcast but i was listening to a talk and they were talking about like the idol of pleasure Ooh. and how like that is just so destructive and like the idol of your flesh mm-hmm. and how like you just doing whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it is an idol yeah like you're worshiping your flesh and doing that leads you you know away from god and it's also living as if you haven't been like saved because in i think romans galatians ephesians like all of them they say Mm -hmm. the constant thing that like you are not a slave to your sin right right like you have been made free by jesus christ so you don't have to live by that anymore Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. even though it's gonna pull you in and you're gonna want to do it and you're gonna want to whatever you shouldn't you don't need to obey that you don't have to obey that anymore because you have a power stronger than that
0: than the temptation like corinthians said like there's no temptation that he's going to give you that you can't overcome. Exactly. Exactly. You mentioned the flesh, which I think is another, like you said, form of idolatry. And submitting to your flesh rather than submitting to the spirit is also, I think, a common form of idolatry that we face yeah. on a day-to-day basis because it's, like con- it's a daily you know, decision. Yeah. And I think Galatians 5 talks about um, the works of the flesh and the works of the spirit. You've probably I heard...
1: Galatians, 5 was my favorite chapter. Really? Yes. It's like, oh my gosh, it's my favorite. It's my favorite. Yeah, I've this is the this questions. is the
0: infamous fruit of the spirit passage, it's and probably cool. most people have heard that part. But I think less commonly known is the works of the flesh part. Mm-hmm. So the ones right above it, they right start above going it. In. So I'm gonna read a couple of them. Um, <laughs> so okay. So this is Galatians 5, verses 16. It says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Um, Alright, so verse 19 lists the actual works of the flesh. So mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to read those. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, and this is the popular verse, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And so I think a lot of people know that second half. Yeah. But it's interesting that they're they're put right next to each other, almost like, juxtapose them yeah so it's like to show you that these two these two things the flesh and the spirit and sexual immorality and i don't know self-control like those things are in opposition you know yeah so you can't have both yeah those two can't coexist right it's either it's one or the other that's going to that we're going to be submitted to at a certain time yeah and it's just a choice of rather whether in each situation do we want to submit to our flesh do we want to idolize our flesh or do we want to submit to the spirit and idolatry is one of the works of the flesh that are mentioned and i wonder which fruit of the spirit is is most directly opposed to idolatry because that could be that could be one of the keys to understanding how to best, like, I don't want to say defeat idolatry, but, like, best understand it and learn how to overcome it.
1: I feel like self-control, mm-hmm. because worshiping,
0: like, idolizing things is a natural
1: response. Oh, like, for it's sure. it's our flesh that does it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like having that spirit of self-control, um... And this one isn't like I feel like it still falls under it, like discernment also too. But like yeah, two. Yeah. Like having those two things keep you aware of what you may potentially idolize and how to prevent it. Self control gives you the strength to prevent yourself from idolizing it. Mm-hmm. And like when you have like when you what's the word? Oh, oh my gosh. One thing that they had said in the talk was like god's first two commandments is like love god more than anything and then love your neighbor Mm -hmm. and when you do those two things every other sin after that is taken care of yeah like because when you love god more than you love anything else you don't get idols Mm -hmm. you don't love other things more than you love god you don't listen to them more than you love god and then when you um love others more than you love yourself you're not murdering you're not coveting you're not doing xyz mm-hmm. and so i feel like even though it's not like a direct fruit of the spirit it's like more of what happens when we follow god's commands mm-hmm. then we don't end up following the desires of our sinful nature you know and then we get all the fruits that come with it
0: yeah you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i do i think also another thing like with self-control is that um, i think self-control is a big part of holiness too yeah and it reminds me like like you were talking about exodus with the israelites and the golden calf and idolatry all of that like that wasn't the only instance of idolatry that they faced yeah. like this was a reoccurring thing even all the way past exodus all the way into like judges i think yeah and maybe even beyond like it, continued. it was yeah. It was a it constant continued. wrestling with: do we want to submit to God or and be set apart, or do we want to be like the other nations? And that's also, I'm
1: sorry, I didn't mean to no, no, you off, you're good. but even like, it it continued through the whole Bible because you see it in the New Testament, except you're idolizing church and you're idolizing God. Religion, they're no, not God. But the law, the, yeah, the law, and like your image of god more than god himself Mm -hmm. so it did continue all the way through the bible and that's what's continued to like cause a bunch of strife
0: yeah and i think like even past the new testament into now which i guess we are still technically in the new covenant but like even in our everyday lives like idolatry shows up in multiple forms like it's not like this one time it may not be for us as big as like you know another religion like the israelites were facing or something like the law like the pharisees and, and the jews were facing but it could more so manifest itself in like um i don't know idolizing a relationship idolizing a certain lifestyle idolizing people that you see on social media like things like that and your
1: friends and their opinions yeah
0: um, there's a lot of things and it can manifest in different ways and just if just because you overcome it in one area doesn't mean that it won't be a constant thing that we have to be mindful of just like the just like in the bible how it was a constant present thing and it really is something i i think it's a big sin that we don't talk about a lot idolatry
1: yeah because people like everyone knows the saying of how the devil's never going to come in with like a pitchfork mm-hmm. and the horns and a red costume like he's never gonna do that and that's the same thing with idolatry mm-hmm. like people think idolatry is just us bowing down to the like their gods you to, right to a literal statues mm-hmm. and like saying oh i love you but i also love god like they yeah. think it's as literal as the golden calf and mm-hmm. it's like yes but there were so many other things that they were idolizing to get to this point that yeah definitely it weren't just the golden calf you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. and so once we realize that like it can be anything it can be relationships it can be school it can be i know for me something i used to idolize was rest and i still do and i've been working on that Mm -hmm. and um some people it's like getting the perfect grade some people it's like what their friends think about them or like what their friends say that they're going to go out and do and like idolizing other people's plans other people's opinions idolizing your own like dreams for the future and like mm. putting those things above what god has said for your future you know like mm. their your job i mean there're like so many things that if you really take a step back and you see like okay because in the new testament jesus says like if you love me keep my commandments yep and so if the commandments say to love god more than anything and you look at some of the things in your life you can check to see if it's an idol by okay do i love it do i love that more than i love god Mm -hmm. and we may naturally be like no we don't we love whatever but then it says if you love me keep my commands right so Whose commands have you been keeping to show mm-hmm. where your love lies? You know, because yeah. if it's just been work and not God, or your relationship and not God, school and not God, like whatever, mm-hmm. then that's really going to show where your heart lies. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: there's also a verse that says well, you just reminded me, um, "Where your treasure is, your heart is also." I can't, yeah, because you remember. can't love
1: um money and god yeah you
0: can't serve it's like in matthew 6 i think yeah matthew six twenty one. for where your treasure is there your heart will be also yeah and that's so true especially with idolatry because a quick surefire way to detect if you're dealing with idolatry is look at where is your heart where is your treasure what are you investing and treasure in this case could be money but i think more relatably it could be time like yeah where are you investing your most time and your most energy yeah. and in most cases that could be a form of idolatry you know yeah and it's like if you're investing more time and energy more treasure into something else than you are your relationship with god then maybe a form of idolatry and yeah. that's not to say that like like, pra- like, in a practical way, obviously, you're going to spend more time at school, for example. I'll just use yeah. school as an example. You're going to spend more time at school than you do reading your Bible. Yeah. So, I don't mean that, like, going to school is a form of idolatry, but I do mean that, like, I think it's important that we include God even in those things that we're doing. Right. And, like, still work on building our relationship with God even in those things that we're doing that we have to invest time into. Right. So it doesn't become a priority over God. Exactly. And, like,
1: even throughout the day at school, you're Mm -hmm. asking God, okay, like, running everything by him, talking Mm -hmm. to him, like, Mm -hmm. okay, do you want me to sit with these people at lunch? I don't know. Okay, Lord, can you help me with this assignment? This is getting really hard. Mm -hmm. Like. There are so many ways to include God in your everyday life yeah. when you're at school, especially like when you're younger, and obviously like for us as we have like more freedom, like in college, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. there is so much more ways to bring Him in, yeah. which is also equal opportunity for us to bring other things in.
0: Mm-hmm. So, it can be as simple as just walking in the spirit while everyone else is walking in the flesh. Exactly, that's a way of of making sure that you're not submitting to. A fleshly life or a worldly lifestyle rather than god's you know so right so it could it could be a lot of different things okay you mentioned idolizing rest yeah you mentioned idolizing school i've idolized my boyfriend too yeah been that too i think ooh, idolizing a relationship is real. It's so real i think even before i got in a relationship i idolized the oh, idea of being in a perfect funny. christian godly relationship that had no issues and no temptations and and no struggles and no pitfalls and yeah
1: and you know what when you (laughs)
0: idolize a lifestyle though that's Mm -hmm.
1: when people like that's when the whole thing of you ending up where you actually shouldn't be Mm -hmm. happens because Mm -hmm. you're not even listening to like if god wants you to be with this person like you're just listening to the dream that you have of being with this person for a specific image, for your specific lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It really does. And it's just so crazy. And it's just like, if we... And I know so many people do that because so many people... I mean, it goes like on two different ends. You have people who want guys that maybe a little hood and like do this and do Uh, that. And so they're bad boys. No, right. And so they get into these horrible toxic relationships Mm -hmm. because they want their man to be hood. Mm -hmm. And it's not even looking at everything else that comes with that. It's just looking at how the image looks. Mm -hmm. And then on the other end with the, I want a successful businessman with like a bunch of kids and I want to do this and I want to do that and we're going to be married and it's going to be great. Like you just pick on what looks what looks good on the outside sometimes Mm -hmm, too mm -hmm. and that is something that god makes very clear in the old testament that like man looks on the outward appearance but like
0: god God looks on the heart exactly i think idolatry idolatry can definitely be deceptive deceiving sorry it can definitely be deceiving and it can also definitely be unrealistic and so when you encounter that thing and like especially with relationships you're idolizing this perfect relationship especially if you've never been in one before or like never been in a serious one before yeah and then you're expecting like this perfect like you know what you see in the movies right which media is a whole nother form of right. that pushes idolatry i think but <clears throat> then definitely. you get there and it's like you have these unrealistic inhumane right. expectations because you were idolizing something that is not is not real life yeah so. and i think for me i idolized like
1: I feel like when I hear the word idolize I think of like I dreamt with my eyes wide open just so excited (laughs) and like looking forward to like I associated it with like the word love because you know Mm -hmm. we have like idols like American Idol like you know when
0: you hear that I was thinking about titling this episode that I was gonna talk to you about it (laughs) oh that'd
1: be cool but (laughs) like you know so we we hear that and so when I say like I've idolized my relationships or like um my own habits or like sleeping things like that like it wasn't like oh I'm just so excited to sleep oh I'm just so excited (laughs) to talk to it was me realizing that I was so like caught up in this person's life or like always worried about them always worried about how the outcome would be like always just so hyper aware of everything that I couldn't even hear God's voice because I was just so over consumed with like concern with how things were gonna work out and like Mm -hmm. what are we gonna do if this happens and like all these different things that allowed me to idolize my relationship and the fruits of my relationship yeah and it's just like that is so unhealthy and when I let God like have the first you know say over everything and that that's like when things work out because
0: mm-hmm.
1: even on the other end of it I've also found myself like okay well I don't want to read my Bible right now I want to talk to and so before I go to bed mm-hmm. I don't want to say my prayers tonight I and it's yeah, just like it's real. it's real and it's like I don't I get that you know to be in a relationship you have to give it you have to put your own time in mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like You are not married. You're single Mm -hmm. right now. Like, you're either single or you're married. And right now, you are not married. Right. Meaning you're single. And so, that time that you would devote as if you were single to God, like as if the person wasn't there or whatever the thing is that's there, if that wasn't there and you know that you would be spending 30, 40 minutes with God, then yes, you know, still talk to your person, still put time into that, but don't let that trump what you and god have too yeah because that comes first you know? don't let
0: it be a distraction like we talked about in the last two episodes honestly like yeah relationships like paul talks about um can be a distraction from you know your relationship with god and thinking about godly things because you have to think about worldly things in yeah. a relationship yeah so anything yeah. that is like something even if you're not in a relationship it can be things or it can be someone or someone's yeah people that like <laughs> distra- that are distracting you from you know like, that relationship with God and prioritizing God, and it's something we all deal with, like, like, you know, it's, it's, it's like a constant, definitely something that's, like, you constantly have to work on, for me, like, having that discipline sometimes is, is tough to put something or someone aside, because I need to prioritize God in that moment, right, so it's, it's, it's real. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, what do you think the difference is between, loving and idolizing something like how can you tell if you just love something or if it's become idolatry we
1: talked about this so oh my gosh i literally sat down with the pastor once and just asked him this question Mm -hmm. and it wasn't our pastor it was a different one Mm
0: -hmm.
1: he so i had asked him that i was like what do you think the difference is between like like loving someone or loving something and worshiping it and like Mm -hmm. idolizing it like where does that line come right and he was like if you go to an art museum and you like see a painting Mm -hmm. and you really like that painting like you appreciate it Mm -hmm. and you're like wow like that's some really nice art like that's you know like if i saw the art and i saw the painting and Mm -hmm. i was like oh like that's a really nice thing God really used the artist and to create this art. Like, wow, that was so awesome. Right.
0: Um,
1: Because we were created to worship, you know? Like we were, oh, and that's like a side thing. Because we were created to worship. Like Mm -hmm. we were created to worship God. And so when we aren't worshiping God, we are worshiping. We're just worshiping something else. That's a really good point, yeah. Exactly. So when we're, (laughs) I've heard it said like when we're at concerts, we're just worshiping
0: artists worshiping the
1: artists, and you know yeah. that's not like saying you're bowing down to every word but it's a form of worship mm-hmm. if you hear a good song you are worshiping the song if you you know so anyways so yes. he was talking about how like there's that and then there's the other side where it's like oh my gosh like this artist is just so Perfect. Can't yeah. do anything wrong. This art is the art.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, it
1: has, like, this is the end all be all. This is the best of the best. And mm-hmm. you're, like, looking at the artist, like, tears in eyes. Like, <laughs> you are the. And it's like, he was using that to talk about how you can appreciate something, but if you can't, like, if you're not appreciating it through a God lens mm-hmm. and, like, appreciating the creator instead of the creation, like, that's where you start to get into the idolizing yeah, thing. Yeah, that's know? a good
0: point. If you start to, like, overlook all of the flaws in something or someone and it just put it on this, like, pedestal of perfection, then it's probably, yeah, it's it's probably idolatry. Because right? you can love something slash someone with flaws. Yeah. And recognize. I think love is stronger when you recognize something slash someone's flaws. And, like, you're able to take that into account and still, you know, love. Um, yeah. But when idolatry is like a form, like I said, it's deceptive because you like paint this image in your head of perfection and you fall in love with this perfect idea of something that's not even real or true. Exactly. Exactly. So, okay, do you have any practical tips before we close? Practical um, tips for I- overcoming idolatry? Or just dealing with it every day, you know?
1: I feel like just staying in your word like Mm -hmm. staying in touch with who god is and how in control of everything he is Mm -hmm. like that really checks you from you worshiping something rather than the creator
0: because that's what
1: he also said too in his analogy he was like also like if you went to a store or the same art museum and you saw the creation you saw the art piece you were like wow that art is just so awesome all hail this art Uh. and you don't even acknowledge the
0: artist and yeah. like
1: what like what is the point? Like mm-hmm. that's not how it works. An artist created that. Uh-huh. You thank the artist for creating that. You don't mm-hmm. thank the, the art. art. Like and that's literally what it is. Like and I realized that's how I was with my relationships. Like I was thanking the art and mm. not the artist. I was mm. going to the art about everything. It's like what's the art gonna do? It's staring at the wall. Like right. what is it gonna do for me? Right. And I was doing everything going that way and I wasn't doing a lot of like god use what you've given me or like appreciating the gifts that he's given me by right. telling him personally mm-hmm. and so i think when i realized that it's because i'm not um constantly reminding myself that god is the creator of everything mm-hmm. and like he's the one holding everything together right now mm-hmm. then that's when i would start to idolize what's right in front of me so yeah. i think just keeping the right perspective of like who God is and, like, what he's done and how he is ruler over all things. Like, mm-hmm. that is going to keep you in check from not, like, idolizing um, everything else around you.
0: Definitely. I think, too, that some, a verse that came to mind um, is about, like, dwelling on things that are good and pure and righteous. Yeah, like Philippians um, four. 4. Yeah, and so, like, that, it reminded me of that when you were talking about, you know, staying in the word because I think filling your mind with the things of God can... Kind of help you from filling your mind with things of the world or something that you may be idolizing so i just think i think we talked about it earlier too but like including god in your in your day-to-day you know things obligations interactions whatever it may be if you're in a relationship and you think that might be a point of idolatry or something where you're starting to prioritize um that thing or that relationship over god then i think introducing like godly disciplines into that relationship even can be a good help yeah. because you're shifting the priority from you know yourselves to to god who is yeah. your creator like brie was talking about and i think also in that sphere of relationships like introducing some individual disciplines also to make sure that both of you are submitted to god before you're submitted to each other yeah and when it comes to things like school or work or just other obligations that we have like make sure you're including god in those yeah. And that you're setting a time setting aside time even while you're there right. to include God and prioritize him, and I think that's just practically like how you can kind of fight idolatry because it's it's pretty it's pretty big, and I think we we'll talk about it yeah. a lot and when you're like
1: in the things that God wants for you, I feel like it's a lot easier to fight off the idolatry mm-hmm. or the the temptation too because it's like when god blesses you with things he gives you the grace to like handle them and hold them and so when you're in the job that he wants you to be in or the workspace the workspace or like the school or like whatever Mm -hmm. then like when you do try to like put god first then like he will i don't know like it will work out a lot easier and like not to say that if you're not where you should be then like god isn't there but Mm -hmm. it's just like this extra level of grace and understanding that I feel like is surrounded by that and like
0: when you're in his will
1: yeah like when you're in his will because then those things like I don't know and then at least for me I'm also like if I'm in his will I'm living like that is a constant reminder I don't even have to try to think about it but that's like a constant reminder of like I am where God wants me to be right I did not get here by myself you know Mm -mm. and like your life becomes this picture of everything you couldn't do but God did Mm -hmm. and so it's like that all those factors make it that much easier for you to look at something and be like, "Why would I idolize this?" Like right. you didn't like like the Israelites. They're like, "Oh, this golden calf brought us." You didn't. This golden calf didn't do anything. You, you just, just created built it. it, right? Like <laughs> that don't
0: make no sense. And
1: but and that's like how I can be. I can talk to like my idols and whatever and treat them like oh you're you're the reason why i'm in this religion because you're that good like Mm -hmm. no you didn't pick me i didn't pick you god put us together right the same thing with rest and the same thing with school it's like Mm -hmm. the validation my identity doesn't come from like what grades i get and like how well i performed on a test or in class or like whatever like Mm -hmm. it came from god before i even had to take a test in the first place you know yeah so you just it just it just makes life a, a lot easier you
0: know yeah just yeah. like appreciate the source yeah appreciate the source you said god did and it reminded me of G- dj kellen please that's
1: all my they didn't believe in like, us oh stop
0: god did my pastor said that my on sunday i'm not even saying joking. it my so home cold. pastor You're like home pastor like probably like actually i don't want to age because i don't <laughs> if he's listening that has to, to be so funny. but like grown man he was like uh, as dj Khaled said god no, dude no i was like no way i looked at my brother <laughs> he started dying and it's actually so funny god did. my brother has been saying that nonstop. stop I like, like dj everything. Khaled. I'm i don't sorry. idolize him though i know that's right <laughs> okay i hope you guys enjoyed this episode was a little bit shorter we know but um we had a lot of stuff that we wanted to talk about so We were trying to fit it into the time that we have, but hopefully, y'all still got something out of it. And um, if you don't follow us already on social media, um, feel free, if you want, to follow us on our Instagram at Holy Girl Hotline and submit some questions. We actually did have a question, but I forgot about it until just now. Oh my gosh. It's okay. So, we'll do it next Next episode. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, submit more questions if you have them. We love you guys. Love you guys. Have a good week. Bye.